Hey everybody, uh, Blake with Marvel.com here, and we have a very, very special guest on the show today, and a surprise special guest midway through the show. We'll explain later, but introduce yourself first. Hi, I'm Anson Mount. I'm back again. Back again? You say it in <laughs> such like a, I'm back again. <laughs> no. So Anson, I gotta go. Happy th- to be here. So we, we had you by a couple weeks ago. And it was this like this press thing where it feels so oh, man, it's bad. So, those things are so rushed. They have it scheduled down to the minute. Yeah, yeah. and you you were exhausted because you were like I think you were headed to Toronto and you were already at GMA. At- yeah, we, and we had just come from LA to the from the, the premiere there, and yeah, it was a, it was a quick whirlwind. How do you? Is it just afterwards? Then you can digest everything you did, or is what what <laughs> what is this? What is it like? Sometimes, mostly the I the the trick I've adopted to get through all of it is just look at every thing you're doing as an opportunity to meet people. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as you look at it like that, it, it continues to be fun and you, you treat people as they should be treated. Mm-hmm. What was the, the best part? Do you have any one moment that was really cool during the whole press yeah. thing? Um, interviews here and there jump out at me. I, I, I love the Canadians cause they, you know, there's, there's always that side of them that's, that's self deprecating and doesn't, <laughs> doesn't completely care. <laughs> you know, so it was a fun little trip to Toronto we did at the end there. Mm-hmm. And I gotta say, so I sort of met you years ago and I gotta tell you this story cause it's so random. Oh, really? I was at this party for a movie that I don't even remember what the movie was and you were there with Joe Berlinger. The documentary filmmaker, and oh, we're talking yeah, to him. Yeah, and so I was right. like, I was gonna be the nerd and be like, oh, I gotta get a picture with. Oh, I like both those guys, but if, if I get one, I'm gonna get kicked out of the party. And then you had your like. I had had like one too many drinks that <laughs> night, and I couldn't. And I knew at the moment I couldn't completely articulate. <laughs> What I was trying to say to Joe and how much I appreciated his well, work. I went up because I. And the I, same thing happened to me to, with me to, uh, when I was speaking to Matthew Modine a number of years <laughs> ago. And I, of all things, I was like, one of two was like, dude, Vision Quest. <laughs> dude. That's about all I got well, out. I was like, I was like, okay, I'm going to ask one of the guys for a picture. I love Joe's Paradise Lost doc. And you looked really scary with the whole beard. Oh, and I hair. had the beard and the hair so at the I time. So I decided to ask him and then for the rest of time I just had this weird fan fiction thing that you're this huge documentary film buff and you were hanging out I am were you friends or no he was he was hanging out with some people that I had gone to meet who I can't remember who that was it was a few years ago um and or was it an event? I can't, yeah, I think it was for a, a for a Pierce Brosnan movie or something. Okay, well, he was he was talking with some people that I knew, and they had introduced me, and I recognized his name immediately because I I love documentaries. Right. Whenever I go to a festival, that's my all I do is I watch all the documentaries. That's kind of why I, t- I wanted to touch on it because that's why I want to bring up the podcast in a second. But but for but lastly about um, Inhumans, anything you want to tease for the fans upcoming? I know last time you can't really say anything. We still can't really yeah. <laughs> say much of anything, just that we're looking forward to the to seeing it on television. Mm, awesome. Now we're going to get into the, the real meat of the show. Um, you brought your producing partner from the podcast. Yeah. This is my buddy, Brandon Edgens. Hello, I am Brandon Edgens, <laughs> as promised. Am I the special guest that appears halfway through the show? You yeah. are. I thought that was a third We've person. known each other for 26 years. I just did the math in my head. Wow. How did you meet? That's too long. We we met in, in, a, in, a, in a 
Men, in a men's room <laughs> on top of a mountain in Tennessee. <laughs> it, so, it sounds uh, m- uh, more racy than it actually is. <laughs> we, no, we were in the same cla- uh, class at Suwanee, and uh, uh, we had both been, I don't know, we were at the cast party. We were the cast party that? for Lower Depths. Is that what it yep. was? It was at the end of the year? Yeah. I thought yeah, it was yeah. the beginning of the year. Yep. Well, it was towards the end of our freshman year, and we'd both been working on the production, but I, I guess... I knew who you were. You'd been doing makeup. I oh think. yeah, we knew each other. We just didn't hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and then I wandered drunkenly into the uh, men's room in the lobby of of uh, Gary Auditorium and uh, was using the restroom. And I heard uh, somebody start to sing the bass line to um, "I Am the One" by Glenn Danzig, <laughs> and so I started singing the lyrics. And then this other person in the stall next to me started continued with the bass line and so of course I continued the lyrics and then before I knew it both you know both both stalls uh, flushed and then we were out in the bathroom like did the whole song and then we've been friends ever since they came out of the came out of the stall and like good grief it's you and then because I didn't know who it was and then we went out to the cast party and I remember being up on the very high level of, the, of this multi-tiered stage yeah both really drunk so I'm looking down I'm like god that's like 20 feet down and you're below going, I'll catch you. I'll catch you. <laughs> I'm like, wow, you're drunker than I am. So because I'm still thinking about it. We have Danzig to thank for mm-hmm. this friendship. We have Danzig to thank for so much. I got to tell you, I don't mean to brag, but we've had Danzig on the show. No, but, you have yeah, not. That's a story for... How was Is he a comic book guy? Uh, yeah, he was. He almost played Wolverine in the... Wow. Over Hugh Jackman. I heard that rumor yeah. a long time. Was that actually a real legitimate offer on the table or is that just a fan wish when thing? you say this now then i'm backtracking mm-hmm. so i can't say either way but i heard it was it got it was a it was a big thing yeah mm. yeah but um so so you're but you both were in the film program at swanee is that what it was? uh no they didn't have a film program no. really i uh, i was uh, in the theater arts department brandon was in fine arts yeah mm-hmm. okay and then, so, so, what do you do? You're an editor, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In mostly film? Yeah, film, TV, com- music videos, commercials, everything mm-hmm. right now. Is yeah. it adjustment editing audio, or I guess it's no. pretty much no, Actually, no, there was a little bit of one because mm-hmm. of... Well, that's kind of how I learned how to audio edit, is that I, I watched Brandon, when he edited the movie that I produced, Cook County, and he mm-hmm. pretty much did that role as, mm-hmm. as well, and I watched him doing that. Right. No, I was just saying that the only difference now is that I practice on making audio cuts invisible when I'm uh, cutting video because you can cover it. There's other there's like there's other uh, markers and signals that show you where you are, and you're only in the audio space. Like you can't just jump cut without some sort of a marker because it's confusing. Mm-hmm. But it's um, um, but that's the only difference right now. So it's, it's surprisingly like technically it's the same, but it's a different concern that you have you know orienting the listener in space Mm. and time is this like segment wise are there like like npr like where there's like a jazz riff in between each segment or something or it's like what's kind of the structure of? we have tricks like that but i I mean really we're we're jumping between space and time a lot because we've got the subject often it's recorded at a different place in time and Mm. then brandon and i are also in the studio Either one of us has done it and the other one hasn't heard it, or we've both done it, and then we're reflecting on on the 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 interview or where whatever crazy thing it was that we were doing. And I mean, you emailed me the like the, kind of the bio, bio of the thing, and you kind of say it's not like your traditional interview show, kind of like the, what this is. But can you kind of 
touch on that a little bit. Yeah, we wanted to do something that was different in the sense that I was, you know, having been on the other side of the microphone for a lot of these things, I, I really got tired of hearing the same 10 questions mm-hmm. over and over again. So the initial idea was to interview people that we knew, but not about the thing that we knew already that they do, but about that thing we didn't know that they do. For instance, I've got a, a interview with the fashion designer, Cynthia Rowley, about surfing. <laughs> so in that way, it stayed pretty much the same, but we've also branched out into looking at ways people think outside of the box to excel in their field. Um, we've got a great interview with Coach June Jones, who performed the greatest college turnaround, college football turnaround in history. Uh, we have uh, a maritime historian who uncovered the last chapter of the life of Captain George Pollard, who is the inspiration for Moby Dick. We have Jonathan Myberg, who's the mm-hmm. uh, frontman for Shearwater, formerly of Ockerville River, but is also an ornithologist. <laughs> so he's we have him talking about his uh, about birds and his book that he's writing uh, about that. And uh, but most people, although birds appear a lot in his music, so maybe people would have guessed, but. We're, we're, we're going back to where people go for inspiration. I mean, they're kind of out of the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it's people that you know, but you don't know how they got to where they were and sort of revealing that in a, in a different way. Not so much, what was your first role? But mostly, what was it that made you want to stand on a stage? And, and how is your relationship with that to the day? Mm. And how do you find, is, has there been any problems finding that thing for some of them? Like, I mean, maybe for the ones yeah. Sometimes it is. Yeah. It's actually, I found it's harder with cele- celebrities right. to get to that vein, to get to the gold, because um, I think we're trained. Yeah. No, it's it's more that we're trained to, I think, um, assume that people are coming to us because we're already interesting. <laughs> Whereas people that um, are not famous, uh, the subject is already clear. We mm-hmm. want to talk about this work or this piece of work for this particular reason. And it's outlined, and, and they're leaning into it a little bit more. Mm. And even in the bio, you kind of have a, a, an interesting take on the whole celebrity thing as well. Can you touch on that a little? Uh, yeah, I, I think that I'm I, the, the thing that, that disenchanted me with um, popular interviews as we know them today is that, that I'm, I feel like I'm given too much credit for my work uh, instead of having a conversation about me as the conduit mm-hmm. for whatever else is expressing itself. In other words, the I think we're talking about the wire instead of the, the electricity sometimes, and I'm interested in the electricity. That's great. And so what, what, at what point in the timeline of your, your guys' like friendship did you kind of want to start doing a show? Well, this was a very recent this idea. Recent. Oh, I, I'd wow. been hip-pocketing the idea for a long time, mm-hmm. as far back as... I guess the early 2000s and then um, I've always been a podcast junkie and Brandon and I sometimes a lot of our conversations come out of podcasts we've listened to and so I brought up the idea to him back in the winter Mm -hmm. and he said yeah let's do it and so when I went to Hawaii to film the Inhumans I literally bought my sound equipment there and started recording wow and what like what I was obviously wanting to ask this even at the beginning but what podcasts do you guys listen to good question Uh, skate artist uh, the, oh yeah, uh, uh, pseudopod, escape pod. Yeah, there's a a, a, a a group of like three different podcasts all under the same umbrella of escape artists uh, that I do readings for. Brandon's done readings for. Basically, they take um, speculative fiction and do 
readings and, mm-hmm. and then upload them as, so people can listen to them and, and might not otherwise discover them. Some of these are quite old. And Brandon produced the first few that I did and then did one of his own. And I just, they, the newest one on um, Pseudopod, uh, just up a couple of days ago, was one that I, I did and produced myself for the first time called uh, Where the Summer Ends mm-hmm. by... Um, uh, I'm going to get the name wrong. <laughs> his last name is Wagner. Uh, he's also from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Any which, other shows? Which, sorry, I don't, sorry, we haven't talked to you about this, which is great, by the way. <laughs> I did, no, I mean, that, you did a great job producing oh, thanks, that. Man. The, the, the whole soundscape, because normally they don't do soundscape work on this kind of thing. That kind of discourage it because people normally goof it. But that was great. Oh, it was, well, I was learning sound editing, so it was my little laboratory, that, 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 that episode. It's really good, everyone. Check but it we out. also, a lot of our conversations stem out of, I would say, Radio Lab. Radio. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. What else do we both listen to? Oh, this American Life can yeah. be the standards. <laughs> sure. And then uh, I listen to 99% Invisible, which I think is a great podcast by Roman Mars, who was one of the guys who I, I think started Radiotopia on the West Coast. And uh, it's his personal podcast about, it's about design, mm-hmm. but, but specifically designs you're not meant to notice. And uh, it's very well done. And then um, Criminal, mm-hmm. I think, is a very good podcast. There's a ton of them. Like, yeah, Reply All. I, oh, I like right, that yeah, one. Reply All's great. Yeah. And you said you don't really listen to the interview shows. I, it's hard for me. Because, mm-hmm. uh, to be honest, I, you know, for instance, I'm a, huge, I'm a huge Ryan Adams fan. Who's also been on our show. Oh, has yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> lo- I'm a huge, huge Ryan Adams fan. I don't want to hear Ryan Adams talk about music, frankly. <laughs> I want to hear Ryan Adams talk about hiking through Madagascar or learning to play chess. Mm-hmm. I want to see a different facet of Ryan Adams' personality or intellect that I have not yet seen. Uh, that's the whole point of interviewing somebody, I think. Uh, I don't want to rehash the same thing. I, I'm, I, frankly, I'm, I'm flattered to be asked about acting, but I'm a little, a little worn out about it. <laughs> I want to talk about something else. That's what the, the podcast. Yeah, I got to thank you again for coming by again because like we didn't even get to talk about the podcast and that was something I really wanted to do because I a cool thing that if any of the fans were at San Diego, they saw you were recording, I think an episode. Yeah, I was booth. well, it's an idea for an episode yeah. that I about Comic-Con mm-hmm. as a community event. And um, I'm going to Assuming we go back next year, or if I go back next year, I'd, I'll um, continue interviewing people. I don't mm-hmm. think it's ready yet, but um, I, I was I was I was interested in Comic Con because it's the one thing that where we go to the fans and sort of the strength of that community. Mm-hmm. And I I mean it, it was kind of interesting because I saw you were interviewing some of your cast mem- castmates backstage, and then you were also interviewing the fans, like you said, out front, and I'm sure they were kind of freaking out. I, you know, I don't, I still, one of the things I struggle with is um, this thing that happens in, in, in celebrity where um, people, not everybody, but uh, sometimes people, they sort of hand you the high status mm-hmm. as soon as you meet them for, in a way that I don't think is earned. Uh, sometimes they give you low status in a way I don't think is earned. Um, but when you suddenly put a microphone up and say, well, what do you think? It levels that playing field mm-hmm. in a in a in a way that I think is honest. Whereas when I got a dog, <laughs> and they became distracted by the dog, 
I felt that that my enjoyment of that was a little dishonest. (laughs) (laughs) Existential stuff we're we're hitting on. This is fascinating. Man. I guess. (laughs) (laughs) So let me ask too. So let's go from from Swanee to now in between. And you said you edited one of his films. Mm -hmm. What's been the friendship? Because, like, it's not even the only thing I can compare it to, even though it's not really true at all, is I saw that Shepard and Dark documentary about Sam Shepard. But you are in the business, so that doesn't really count. Mm-hmm. So what, what's what been the relationship all these, what, you said 26 years? Yeah, I mean, well, Brandon it's and been, I... It's been pretty rocky. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you really hate each other, yeah. We've been struggling to keep it together. <laughs> That's uh, it, I'm done. Well, Brandon, you know, Brandon and I had a, 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 a friendship that I thought was sort of like uh, separate from our other friendships this morning because I spent many hours in his student films mm-hmm. and... Uh, that, that extended into graduate school because I went to Columbia and Brandon went upstate to Syracuse. Mm. We continued to work together and, and remain friends. And uh, we just keep getting into creative trouble together. I think it's, I think it's trust. I think we both uh, care about each other's ideas and, this, and whatever inspires you know, each other. And I th- you know, we, we don't judge the, the, the kernel of the inspiration. We, I think we do a good job shepherding each other's ideas to sort of higher ground. Mm. Um, uh, so yeah, and we're, I think we serve as uh, really good sounding boards for each other, mm-hmm. um, both in terms of where we are creatively and in terms of how the work is. You, I, I, I trust Brandon's opinion. You have infinite patience for putting up with my constant rejection of, <laughs> of pages that you write. I feel terrible about it, but like, the, I mean, it's it's the the amount the amount of pages that Anson has written that I have been like, eh, I don't know, and like. And I don't even have to. I don't even justify it that well. And Anne's just like, okay, I can do better. You know, and just like, and there's another ten pages just comes out. I'm like, wow, yeah, this is better. This is good. You know, he, I feel like he does all the work, and I'm just sort of there to sort of, you know, scowl and, you and do smile well. and drink bourbon. Scowl, scowl and smile, and then when I'm happy, we toast, and that's it. And when we reach an agreement, the the other thing that was fascinating was the uh, the image of the podcast it felt like to me it seemed like you sent me the the image and it seemed like that had been there for a while like that was something you went out of your way to make the artwork yeah oh no that that was done by a very talented young designer Mm -hmm. named nicole shepherd who was uh the valedictorian this year at the art school in chicago where my sister teaches oh wow and she my sister put us in touch and she did a great job what but is there meaning behind it or do you want just people to take from it what they they take we worked on we discussed it for Mm -hmm. a while like how to take this concept of the well where Mm -hmm. you go to for inspiration and to make a visual image out of that and how long did it take to come up with the title for the show i think it was that was more or less instant out of the box yeah yeah Yeah. really Mm -hmm. and then uh, i know you've can you mention some more of the guests, or do you want to keep it in the... Sure. I mean, we've got uh, a lot in the in the can. Uh, Awan Rion, mm-hmm. uh, of course. The the rest of my cast are going to be in a an amalgam uh, bonus episode that we put together. David uh, Haskell. Dr. David Haskell, mm-hmm. who is a Pulitzer Prize-nominated biologist and writer, who uh, his recent book is... Uh, each chapter is a different tree around the world that he spent time observing. Song of the Trees. Is uh, and sometimes very deliberately. He actually flew to Israel one time, literally walked off the plane, took a cab into uh, 
the center of Israel and walked until he found a tree to observe. What? Wow. Uh, we interviewed him at his tree, the Bradford pear tree here on the corner of the northwest corner of Broadway and 86th Street. There's a Bradford pear. That's a chapter in the book. And then we interviewed him again in Suwannee, Tennessee, where he teaches our alma mater uh, at a, a decaying decaying green ash in an old growth forest uh, in a place called Shake Wood uh, or Shake Rag Hollow and uh, we talked to him about going from uh, biology to publishing and and, 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 and particularly to the layman and how how he's used his process of meditative observation mm-hmm. and contemplation to do that and starting with details and then moving on to uh, a, a broader view and then observing networks and how identity is formed by network and then that led on to more existential conversations about emergent intelligence and emergent systems and yeah. systems theory and all that this is sounding horribly boring <laughs> <laughs> but no, when no, we it's hit not, on it it's very you. exciting we talk about slime mold for like 10 minutes yeah. and it's, it's amazing <laughs> But see, a lot of what we do in each episode is this as well. We laugh a lot, mm-hmm. and we um, we take the piss out of each other, which is what I think gives the show its flavor. And I relate everything back to slime mold eventually. <laughs> <laughs> we also we're, we we have some quirkier interviews uh, with uh, with our, our friend Ward Upstate, who is the inventor of the pin screen. Mm-hmm. Pin screen. You know where you put your hand against that. Whoa! And it, yeah, he invented I hope he's that. He's loaded. Uh, He's doing okay. <laughs> he's, uh, he's 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 a good friend of mine now. We've known each other for about the last fifteen years. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he's just uh, I can't describe Ward really. He's just the the, the, the the most zen, calmest, chillest human being. The first time I ever met him, the first thing I said to him were like not the first thing I said to him, but within twenty minutes I said I want to be you when I grow up <laughs> because he is just, he's he's sort of like sort of a mad inventor. He just has this huge yurt in a workshop. I'm a builder, so I'm so envious of his workshop. He just has every tool in the world in there, and he's uh, he just makes really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And he just sort of tinkers around and comes up with systems. And, and now he's making these giant wall-sized pin screens for dance companies and and public uh, installations. Mm-hmm. We did the other day. We sat down on Saturday. We sat down with Douglas Vekoc, who is the founder and. I guess he's the administrator for Medi. Do you know what Medi is? Well, do you know familiar. Do you know what SETI is? The Search for Extraterrestrial Intelligence. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Medi is a newer uh, iteration of this, completely separate, called Messaging Extraterrestrial Intelligence, and beginning pretty soon. We can't say when because we're sworn we're sworn to secrecy. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are going to be spearheading an effort to send radio packets towards, you know, we're now mapping likely inhabitable planets, mm-hmm. and we're going to be sp- sending radio packets towards these. That's amazing. How are you finding all these people? Um, like just, just curiosity and emailing. Yeah. The, the, really? the, the, the fun part of it has been, you know, keeping it personal. Otherwise, it could just degenerate into some, and it, not degenerate, but it just, it's, 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 I'm not a journalist, so I can't just sit across the table from anybody and try to draw information out of them. So a lot of this started with people like, so-and-so is really interesting. I would love to meet them mm. and talk to them. And it's, to be honest, a little bit it's of a great excuse. To it's do an that, excuse yeah. excuse to meet people. That Wait, Brandon's interviewing Lou Barlow. Barlow in a couple of weeks. What? Yeah. Yeah, Dinosaur Jr. is coming yeah. to Brooklyn, and Lou's been in touch with us. And, and he is 
by my favorite singer songwriter of all time, pretty much. So now he's going to avoid you at all costs. So, so, <laughs> so, I, I'm, I'm, so I can't decide: should I tell him that? Would that really make it weird? Now I'll wait till the end. Should I tell him before or after the interview? I don't want to turn just, into. Just, I don't want to turn into Chris Farley. I would, I, I would save that photograph of you with your cat until the end. <laughs> That's right. I actually, I Chris Farley over Ryan Adams, so I, I know, I know how it goes. Um, Lou Barlow's been keeping this web page of people's cats for a long time because yeah, there was a yeah. photograph of Brandon with his cat from. You were in your twenties. You had to. No, that was that way. I was I was working. I was sculpting gargoyles for a uh, a school in Georgia, and uh, and I just I was at home at the time, and I was sculpting. My cat was around, and I sent him pictures of me holding hold, holding the cat, kind of like a bowling ball over my next to my head, <laughs> and uh, s- sent him. The, and it ended up on Lou's page, and uh, he doesn't know. From now on, every one of your stories has to begin with. I was sculpting gargoyles for school in Georgia. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fun job. I wish I'd done more of that. It didn't. It didn't take off. It's not. A, it's not a. It's not a. Uh, it's Maybe there's a gargoyle expert out there we can interview. <laughs> there's got to be, right? Yeah, there has to be. Yeah, it's a fascinating subject. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of interested now because, like, I've had I've interviewed a lot of musicians at their. Con- this is at their concert when they're in town. Uh, it'll be outside. It, oh, it, it, right. They're too loud. But, oh, <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. but like. I've had issues where I only get five, ten minutes, maybe. Oh, uh, this is yeah. I, th- I don't think we're gonna have this issue with Dinosaur Junior. You're gonna have time. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any issue with time management? With the, like we did with the six minutes we had. Are you getting right. like hours? Uh, the only, not really. Mm-hmm. I, when I interviewed Eva, Eva Longoria, I, I there was a sense at the one hour mark that it was like, okay, I am running a corporation here. <laughs> 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 I was like, okay, I'll get out of your hair. But mostly people have been pretty um, more generous than I thought going in because the, the conversations tend to go in places that they've never been before. Mm-hmm. Because when I go in, I'm not interested in, in uh, their celebrity, even really them. I'm interested in um, their angle in on creativity and the tricks that they use to force themselves outside the box. And people aren't used to that. Who else is on? You mentioned Ryan and Lou. Who else is on? Do you have a uh, exhibit uh, is coming up. Um, who else have we got? Um, mm. no, I'm a lot in the mic. box. Eric Bogosian. Bro, he's great. Yeah. yeah. Didn't uh, you do? Um, we keep trying to get Brian Green, the theoretical right. physicist, on, but his schedule's a little little packed. But we will. Did you get Reg? Oh yeah, uh, Reggie Watts. Oh great. Yeah. Uh, is is a uh, was a fun guest. We talked about joke writing and. And being in Los Angeles, uh, and um, uh, Rachel Nichols is an old friend. That was fun to catch. She was fun to catch up with. Um, Stuart Stevens, the the guy who ran both the Bush campaign and the Romney campaign, is actually a very good writer. Uh, he's a television writer, but has published several books. And we sat down and talked about uh, the state of politics and mm-hmm. literature, and and grow, growing up in Mississippi. Um, and John Worth, the showrunner for Hell on Wheels, who um, has run several other shows, in, including currently working on Happen Leonard for the Sundance Channel. We talked about um, his running away from home at the age of 16 wow. and how that shaped him creatively. Does, it, does the show have like a, a specific runtime, or you just kind of go till you go? Because this sounds like this could be like an NPR type show, and mm-hmm. but that would put it we, into a box in a way, you know. I was sort of well, one of the th- great things about podcasting is you don't have uh, mm-hmm. a particular time limit or uh, uh, you know a specific 
structure that you have to work with. We say to ourselves, the episodes are as long as they need to be and no more. Mm. Uh, with sort of an arbitrary idea of maybe 35 minutes is the, mm-hmm. the goal to keep it under, but we've already got one episode that's way beyond that. So they're as long as they need to be, and they're, they're, they're pretty tight. We go through several rounds of editing. Mm-hmm. And who, who are you looking at wanting to get, if you had like one person you want to get on the show? I, we both probably have different answers. What would yours be? I don't know. I was just, I mean, I'm, as far as bucket list of people I'd love to talk to, I've already thought about this, but I also know he's terrible at interviews, is uh, David Lynch. I know it would get nothing oh. out he's of him. He's bad at interviews? Yeah. But he's kind of, no, he's brilliant. But yeah. he's just, he's just very, very curt, very short on words. You don't get, you end up, just like his movies, you leave with more questions, <laughs> you know, than answers. And he just kind of sits there, kind of inert, and gives you at least like four or five word answers. And, uh, and he's capable of going on a little bit more than that. He's just not. He's just sort of famously kind of because he he doesn't like to give things away. So he loves he, talking about the weather. He likes to, that's hey, right. I he does the weather forecast. Cheese. He really likes cheese. Talks, I've heard. Right, but he won't talk about his uh, creativity. He'll just start saying, you know, that it's like going into a dream, and then th- that he leaves you hanging. And that's it. <laughs> that that you know that makes me think that we we really it's it's a shame we're not going to get to do Harry Dean Stanton. Oh uh, yeah, that would have been great. I really would love to to go oh. to Texas and interview uh, George W. Bush about his painting and nothing wow. else, oh, just his great. painting. Because um, I haven't really seen anybody do that. They've kind of touched on the painting. And then they want to talk about Trump, but I don't want to talk about Trump. I want to talk about his painting and and why, of all things, uh, he felt that was where he wanted to go. I, th- I find that fascinating. Uh, Newt Gingrich, uh, and I promise I'm, it's not all Republicans, but <laughs> Newt Gingrich I find fascinating because he's really into animal rights, and nobody mm-hmm. knows that. And I want to talk mm-hmm. about I want to talk about his work in animal rights. I didn't know that. Yeah. See, that's the point. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point of this is that we want to do things that, that you didn't know about. Um, Bob Dylan, oh, I think, well. would probably be the big one, of course, he but I think he would be terrible in an interview yeah, as well. Yeah, he's not great either. Yeah. He doesn't do interviews really at all, right? Yeah, probably mm-hmm. not. Mm-hmm. Not hardly ever, no. No, I remember some early stuff on a radio program back in the like, late 60s or something, and I just remember him uh, uh, just, you know, as in the way only Bob Dylan could really cutting someone down to size who asked him a wrong question <laughs> and he said I don't even no don't tell me your name I don't even want to know your name I'm like wow that's man. a pretty good impression of God <laughs> I think I Bob think, is cutting you know it, it um, and then there's flights of fantasy you take that you go either that'll never happen or actually I wouldn't do it if it came down to it but you know like talking to Vladimir Putin about judo you know, like just that's the that stuff like that is um, the 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 more um, the more I think that we can tap in on something that our audience goes, oh yeah, of course, no, why hasn't nobody? I knew that, but why hasn't anybody asked about that? I guess. I think what we're, what we're hoping is that automatically, what sort of happens automatically is you have this identity in your head. Of, let's say Vladimir Putin, right, and whatever that whatever image that brings to mind and then talk to them about something else and the, your brain is always going to want to connect those two things and that's exactly. really what we're most what I'm most interested in and in talking to all these people is finding out you know because the creative act is essentially taking you know two plus two and getting five mm. and getting something unexpected out of this subject and then this subject we're hoping that happens in the head of the of the listener as well by having to square uh, two things that are that you that that wouldn't have been associated before, and in that association, who knows, 
you know, what kind of what kind of synapses might fire. Or like, you know, uh, one I've been wanting to do for a while, but his schedule has precluded it. But I'd love to sit down with Stan Lee and talk about his marriage of 60 years. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, it seems like like the reason we got Ryan Adams is because he likes comic books. And we talked about ah, comic yeah. books for 40 minutes. So it seems like you guys have the opportunity, like you were saying earlier, like to have things that people actually want to talk about that they never get to talk about at length. And that sounds like a really awesome thing. We hope so. Um, anything else you want to mention before we go about the show or gargoyles or upcoming parts? No, go check out our website. It's thewellpod.com. Uh, leave us a, a mention or in our, in our forums or on our phone page and give us ideas for episodes if you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to be launching, we're targeting October 1st, and uh, we could use some subscribes and some reviews. So look for us, The Well. And then it, you'll be, uh, they can follow you both on Twitter as well. I yeah. mean, you'll be posting about this. We're on, we're on Twitter and Instagram and right. Facebook and the, 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 the uh, show itself has those platforms. Mm. Do you have a, a, a tagline of how to end the show? A tagline of how to end this show? Yeah, your show. No, our right. show. <laughs> you don't I have don't know. Sh- you don't have a tagline to end we, this We do show. our credits. Uh, no, uh, no. You remember I, I, I uh, told you you came up with one and I congratulated on it and said that was great and you never got back to me. <laughs> what was it? I was expecting some uh, feedback. Uh, no, I forgot. Wait, we're all creatives. Right. We're all creatives. Is right. that it? Yes, you wrote it. I did? <laughs> yes. I don't remember that. Okay. But anyway, that's, that's the official tagline now. We are uh, all creatives. That's We're great. Guys, I'm so excited for this. Like, I, I, just, I can just feel how much you guys care about it, and you've already put so much effort into it. So this is just awesome. And and thanks for, for, for doing this. For well, having right, thank, thank this is great. Um, and our tagline is, uh, this is Marvel, your universe.